Yar, pieces of eight. No, 4.2. My Mac Podcast 321. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to My Mac Podcast number 321. This is Guy, and as usual, I am joined by... Uh, it, it's Gaz here. It is Incredibly. Gaz. Yes, 321, it's me. <laughs> Somehow or another, we've we've managed to stumble our way through uh, pre-show, and it's... <laughs> it wasn't a pre-show, it was a pre-sequel. Yeah, well, it, oh, Bill, it was a show. There's no doubt about it. It was a show. Um, bef- before we get started with our with our usual stuff, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, a former listener invite, Dave Cook. I, I was going to mention this last week, and my my usual blonde Florida brain just took a total dump on me. Uh, Dave Cook is a sound guy, and he's currently touring with this like jazz fusion group called Modesky Martin and Wood. And he, he sent me an email and uh, gave me a call about two weeks ago and invited me out to the 930 Club, which is in downtown Washington, D.C., and got me in for free. And uh, it, was, it was just a lot of fun to meet him in person. And so thanks, thanks Dave. I really, really appreciate it. Cool. Yep. Invite me next time. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a commute. <laughs> yeah. It really, really yeah. is. Sounds, sounds like you had a great time anyway. Yep. Uh, this this has been this has been kind of a a, a weird week. Why? <laughs> well, uh, iOS four point two just came out, and we're going to go over that in uh, some some greater details in the second segment tonight. But uh, Gaz, did you? I mean, other than some like brief stuff that that came out just the night before, and this I'm talking last Sunday night. This is Tuesday yep. as we're recording this. I had not heard anything really definitive from anyone. No, all I really heard, Guy, was the, the fact that people seemed to be quite disappointed that it hadn't come out on the previous Friday when everybody was expecting it. You know, some big fanfare that, you know, people said, oh, Thursday. No, it's definitely Friday. No, it's definitely Thursday. It's definitely Friday. Friday, Thursday came and went. Friday came and went. Oh. And there was... Nothing. And I only heard the odd rumor that it might be coming out Monday, but after the it's coming out Thursday, it's coming out Friday, it's coming out Thursday, it's coming out yeah. Friday malarkey, yeah. I think a lot of people went, nah. <laughs> yeah, it, and, it'll be out when Apple says it's out, which is basically I mean, everything that Apple does. Well, every, everybody turned then, didn't they? And they said, well, if it's not out before the end of November, I'm going to stamp my foot. <laughs> Angrily. Urgh, urgh. Yeah. Steve Jobs, you said it'd be November. That's right, and I will put out a nasty twit. I will. Say, yeah, saying it's Something. not out in November, and, <laughs> and it comes out, and it comes out on the Monday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's real quick. We'll get we'll get more into that in just a little bit. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit yes, about some listener listener feedback that we got. Uh, our good friend Khaled from Saudi Arabia. Uh, now I, I had sent a uh, a tweet. To, yes, to Gaz. Yes, and why had you sent me a tweet? Because, because. you fixed your MacBook. Yay! Yay! It's working! 
And I had said something, and I'm a big Simpsons fan. I said something like, well, as Mr. Smithers says, excellent. The next thing I know, Khaled, probably within 30 seconds of me sending that tweet, said, no, no, it's Mr. Birds, not Mr. Smithers. So don't on me. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, that went straight over my head. <laughs> oh, you're not a big, not a Simpsons fan? Well, yeah. Uh, but so, sort of, I after 22 years. But, but, but the only thing that Simpsons I... I do is don't, but I couldn't tell you any names. <laughs> <laughs> Me feel English? That's oh, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have soundboard running, and uh, we we and actually have. Will, a, and, and you will use it. Yeah, I will. I believe I have soundboard, and I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> uh, let's let's go over some of the stuff at uh, at mymac.com. Yes, um, the first thing which uh, is on MyMac.com this week is um, the fact that the iPhone is now open for carriers in Germany. Now, I have actually mentioned this on um, the For Mac Eyes Only uh, podcast briefly in this, the short segment I do over there, right. which is obviously concentrating on European news, um, and shouting up and down saying, well, there you go, you see, I said back in 2007 or whenever the iPhone came out, 2007 or 2008? No, 2007. 2007? 2007. Yeah, yeah. Three years ago. Well, coming up for four. Well, actually, actually, my brother Larry and Tim... And myself mm-hmm. were all at the. Um, you were there, were you? Yeah, we were. We were there at at the keynote speech when Jobs announced the uh, oh, announced the, the iPhone. Uh, so we're, we're actually. We're, I'm not in the keynote, but oh, there right. was a film. Oh. There was a you, film you, called Macheads. You raised my expectation, didn't you? You raised my expectation. I, I jumped you, on stage and grabbed you, it out of his hand. You cut my legs from under me. <laughs> well, oddly <laughs> enough, there there was a film called Macheads. Yes. And if you watch the Which very beginning seen, of it, I seen that yet. oh, you, you should. It, it, I mean, there are some people that are. I mean, you and I, we're we're fans of the platform. Yeah, there are some people that take that to the nth degree and even mm-hmm. beyond the nth degree, the O degree. Um, but in this film, at the very beginning, it shows Steve Jobs on stage talking about the iPhone, and there's like this two second little cut. Of me standing there, and I still had my ponytail at the time, holding a camcorder, which I have no idea what happened to the footage. I don't have it anymore. Of of me filming Steve Jobs talking about the iPhone, and about five to ten seconds later, after that, there's a shot of a, of, of a guy sitting there with glasses and a coat on. That's my brother Larry. So somehow, you know, both myself and my brother ended up in this film in the very beginning. So how much did you get paid for it? Uh, let me think about that. <laughs> The same amount you're getting paid for this one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? I'm making twice as much now. <laughs> anyway, I did mention this previously, this story, getting back onto the MyMac.com <laughs> Sorry, the MyMac.com website. Um, the iPhone is now um, open in Germany. So you can basically buy an iPhone. Yeah, unlocked. And unlocked, yeah, which you can do in the UK as well. You just go into the Apple Store and you buy the iPhone, and it's it's unlocked, and you can put um, any SIM or micro SIM that you can get um, because not all the carriers are doing micro SIMs yet. That's that's the one thing I'm actually a little bit disappointed that Virgin over here in the UK have uh, not got a micro SIM out. Well, yet you can because... you can cut the SIM card because I mean yeah. the, the part I, that yeah. actually makes the phone work is just that one little section. That's, that's right. Uh, yeah, and I'll probably however. 
if you yeah. screw up. However, well, <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just ring up and say when I was putting it in the phone, I broke it. Yeah. <laughs> They'll go, you what? I broke it. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's open for carriers in Germany. So that's the story which uh, um, actually Roman Wozniak, uh, Wozniak? Wozniak? Wozniak, yeah. Wozniak, Roman Wozniak um, tells that little tale. Yep, and thank God it's open here in the States, too. Oh, wait. <laughs> not not so much. <laughs> you can tell I haven't got soundboard up. <laughs> uh, the next story is from John Nemo. It's AJ's 3 and TJ's 3 in... <sighs> I knew this yes. was going to happen. You put your teeth in. <laughs> AJ's 3 and TJ's 3 in-ear headphones review. There. Uh, these are these are two different types of headphones that John reviewed, and he really liked them. I think uh, they, they look kind of cool too. One has got like a flat cable, which is kind of weird, and it comes with yeah. you know it's it you know, a, a lot of the, the the better headphones are including like all these different shaped uh, little rubber pieces that you can put on them to make them more comfortable in your ear. Instead of yeah, just giving I, you a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. That's right, and I, I certainly have to use it. But the, what's interesting on those, it's got a like, flat cable, isn't it? Which I think may be better, because that's one thing that I get a bit fed up with, all the the in-ear headphones or earphones that I use. They, that cable always ends up going. Now, not at the earpiece, but actually down by the connector. So I'd be interested to see uh, how they last, to be honest with you. Well, well, they're not cheap, but uh, John liked yeah. them very, very much. Yeah, he did. He did. Yep. Um, next on the website is um, a well, two Griffin cases for the fourth gen um, iPhone from Donny Yankelo. Um, that is the uh, Motif Gloss Reveal, or is it the Reveal Motif? Um, I'm not sure now. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's the Motif. Uh, case or the reveal uh, one does get a slightly better score than the other um, they are different prices um, I've not read this report totally but I don't <laughs> have an iPhone 4 so I don't care well I think <laughs> I think these are for the for the touch aren't they or are they for the iPhone no iPod touch these are both for the iPod touch oh I've made a right mess of that <laughs> well Donnie <laughs> Donnie what, will Donnie, be getting a hold of Donnie, you pretty soon Donnie I'm ever so sorry <laughs> And our, our next story. So I, should, so I should. So I should be interested in this because I'm looking to get a fourth gen iPod. Well, are, are you so. are you going to get an iPhone or are you? Because you've got no, a no. Uh, iPhone or iPod Touch three. First gen. No. First oh, you gen. have a first gen. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So um, they're about due thing. then. I'm not. Go- I'm not going to get an iPhone four. Uh, if I'm going to get an iPhone, it's going to be the next generation. Yeah, I um, would agree but, with that. But I, I am thinking about getting an, an iPhone iPod Touch current generation, which is the fourth gen. Right, and you uh, already and so, have a MiFi, and it'll work with that. Mm, absolutely. So um, perhaps I should take a, a damn close look at this re- this uh, review from Donny. <laughs> <laughs> Slap my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Donny. Uh, our next story needs just a little bit of introduction. Okay. <laughs> uh, what well, I'm laughing at, guys, the amount of time it took us to get that clip. Yeah, and you know how long that, that clip was? It was like five or six seconds. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, the pain we went through. 
It was all worth it. Which it was is worth much it. like much like Flash itself. No, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Donnie Yankelo did the review for Adobe Flash CS5, and uh, this is this is a, a heavy duty package six ninety nine for a new user one ninety nine for an upgrade. Wow! And he actually includes a couple of like little sample animations in there, and you know he. He he's not a programmer, and he he does he, his review is coming from more along the lines of like an artist or an animator, which is how he right. uses it. And but he yeah. really liked it for that. Now, as far as he's know, giving it a good score, isn't he? Yeah, he gave it a great score. So yeah, now you go on to the next. Yeah, one. we don't we don't speak about plastic, <laughs> no, do we? It's like we don't. Savior of the universe. Oh my it? god. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Considering how long it took us, <laughs> I, I, I had to get it. I had to get one more use for it. Go ahead, guess. Well, the fir- the final um, review or the final uh, article, which is on the NiMac uh, website this week, is the Blue Ant S4 Hands Free Speakerphone review from Russ Wolkovich. 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 I think it's Wolkovich. 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 Just take a walk on it. Just. I've just got, I really must I really must practice these names tonight. <laughs> well, I mean, you remember how much trouble you had with Donnie's name. <laughs> when I first started. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Yes. The, um, the Blue Ant S4 speakerphone um, is, well, pretty much what it says, really. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. It, well, it, it also, it also. You want me? You want me to take this one? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> it also oh, allows for, ha- for for hand free use. Uh, you you basically you stick you stick your iPhone in this and it, it connects up and you're able to do like voice commands to your iPhone or probably your iPod Touch as well. And uh, it it kind of works the same way as like uh, the Ford Sync system does here in the states. Where yep. you 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 connect up you connect up your phone and you're able to control it through voice commands because you're no longer allowed here in the United States in very many places to be talking on the phone while holding it. That's that's true, and it's it's got a clip which I'm not really sure about that clip to be honest with you on the back. That looks a bit. It almost looks as if the clip itself is is too too well, big. I, I think that's I think that's so that you can attach it to like the visor or something. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put your phone in there. Yeah, that's that. That's no. You don't put your phone in there. That's a sing, that's a single unit. That's just a unit on its own. Oh, is it? Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Yeah, You're no, right. That's it's just a unit it's, on its, its own. I think it's, it's Bluetooth. Quite, it connects up through Bluetooth. Big. It's almost five inches by two and a half inches. So it's not a small device. But uh, anyway, it, I, I've got to say again, it gets quite a high MyMac rating. So. As I'm somebody who doesn't actually use any Bluetooth device or anything like that, I'm really not the person to uh, to say whether it's good or bad. But read the review from Russ, and I'm sure you'll find out for yourself. That's right. And it's not from Donnie Yankelo, but from Russ Wachowicz. <laughs> I just said Russ. I you know. Listen to I, no, no, I was listening. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, first we, of- did know, we did know tonight was going to be bad, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's still fun. It's we haven't fun. got we haven't got a listener invite who's keeping us under control. <laughs> oh, John kept us seriously under control last week. He, it was he like was talk he was laser focus. Yeah. 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 Oh, that guy really knows his stuff. Um, 
before before we take our break, something I wanted to talk about. Uh, now, I, I I know you're not a real big gamer, Gaz. No, I'm not. I'm a. I'm, I would say I'm a bit of a casual gamer. Okay. Um, there's a company called Aspire that has a game called Roller Coaster Tycoon Three, which was released for the Mac, I guess, uh, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And they they had various expansion packs for it. There was one called Soaked, which lets you put in like water rides and things like that. And then they yeah, had I another one. Fancied, I always fancied taking a look at this this game. I always saw saw it advertised, and you know, but I just never got around to buying it. So that's that's my. Well, you can now get it online, which is part of part of what I right. wanted to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. They had a third expansion pack that they had only released on the Windows platform, and yes, I bought it for the Windows platform because I wanted to play it too. You're called, a bad boy. I am a bad boy. Bad, bad. It's called Wild, where you could put in like an like an animal park along those mm-hmm. lines, and it was a lot of fun. I would I would go into Windows to to play this game, but they never had released the the Wild expansion pack for the Mac. Well, right. they finally did through this through this third-party company and you can download you know the game and the two expansion packs and and just, you know, play it on your Mac, which is you know I wish wish they had done quite some time ago because I've got like I said, I've got the original game and I have a separate CD that has the soaked expansion pack. Right. Well, I, I wanted to get the wild version, you know, the wild expansion pack as well. So, I wrote them a letter. <laughs> Because I didn't want to spend $60 to download all three of them all over again. I just didn't see the point. And also, now, if you download it, that also means you don't have to put in, you know, because it has that, that you have to have the CD in in order to play the game, the version that I have. But if you download it, of course, you don't have to worry about that. So I would have liked to have gotten the version that didn't have that. So I wrote them a letter, and I said, okay, so I have RCT3 for the Mac on DVD with the soaked expansion pack. I also have RCT, the platinum version for Windows, which I run through Boot Camp, which includes the wild expansion pack. With a digital download now available, why not release a patch that will allow the game to be played without the DVD for those who bought it a long time ago? Make it so that you have to insert your disc to make the patch work or something along those lines. It's very frustrating to have to search out the CD just to play this game, especially now when there is obviously an option to not have to. Please don't say, buy the game again for $60. Yeah. So the reply I got was, hello, thank you for contacting Aspire Technical Support. Unfortunately, a digital download version cannot be exchanged for the disc version of Platinum as those were made available through third-party retailer, not directly from us. However, if you send us back both RCT3 and Soaked, with a check or a money order for $10, we can send you out the Platinum Disc to you as Wild is not released as a separate expansion. You will still require the disc in the drive in order to play the game as a secure, <laughs> secure, secure ROM feature to prevent piracy. Please let us know how you would like to proceed. Okay. So... <laughs> Did this get your uh, hanker up, as it were? Yeah, just a bit. So in order to not have to insert the disc, I have to send them... Or actually, I I would still have to insert the disc. But in order to get this expansion pack for the Mac and not have to buy the whole game over again for $60, I can send them my original two discs, one for the original game and one for the soaked expansion pack, and $10, which is... No, that's a fair price. Um, and that will they will send me a uh, the Mac version of the Platinum version of Roller Coaster. God, I'm, this is getting weird. Of Roller Coaster Tycoon Three that it has the game and the two expansion packs. 
Um, but you know, yeah. my whole thing was I, I didn't want to have to keep track of the disc. I wanted just no, to be able to right. play you the just game. Want, you just wanted an electronic version on your computer, which you powered up. Right. So, I mean, why? And for that matter, because they have my name and they they have the serial number of the game and the expansion soaked expansion pack that I originally had bought, and they're registered online. I can't just give these discs to someone else for them to install on their computer. So, why are they making me send the discs in? Well, uh, yeah, it, it it does it does strike as just being old old school, really. Guy, yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, reading, you know, you, the reply that they sent you, it's just, oh, if he really wants to, we're going to do this and we're really not going to be, you know, we're not going down the avenue of just doing straightforward um, software downloads. We're yeah. going to keep the DVDs, which you've got to put in, so the secure means that you've got to, you know, play it with the DVD in, which, you know, in their minds means that they're helping stopping piracy. Whereas in your mind, <clears throat> all it's done is push you away from the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I've already And I can, bought- I can assure you, I can assure you, it's put me off completely. <laughs> well, you don't have them, you don't have them at, at, in any version. <laughs> So no, if you if you went not. ahead if you went ahead and bought the the digital download version you would have all three games you wouldn't have to use a disc which is this is what just seems a bit odd with replying to you saying that we will send you a disc when you send us the disc back so yeah. that you can play the game with the disc in so they obviously yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they obviously missed not. something there <laughs> that I didn't <laughs> want to have to put the disc yeah. in but it just seems like this is another case of you know legal responsible customers getting the shaft. No, 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 no. I tell you what, this is. They can't be bothered. They know that if they write you that letter, you're not going to be bothered, and everything will be hunky dory. What they didn't realize is I have a podcast. It's Guy Searle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, scary stuff there. In fact, uh, you should have said, you, did you sign it Guy or did you sign it Matt Parrott? <laughs> no, I just, I, just, uh, I, just said, I just said Guy. And, of course, it had my... Yeah, so you should have said Matt Parrott, then you might have got a better response. Yeah. It does seem, it does, you know, you, oh. you've, bought, you've bought the game, you're, you know, you're prepared to, you know, if they'd send, said to you, yes, okay, you've still got to pay $20. For the expansion pack, for the for everything as a software download, you may well have still said, "Okay, fine." Yeah, I would have done it just so that I wouldn't have had to have kept That's track it. of the so, stupid disc. Yeah, it just it just seems a bit old school, and you know they they can't move, especially if they've got a, a downloadable version, which they could have, you know. It, it, yeah. You see, if this had been Apple, if you'd spent that um, amount of time and you'd like the game and you're going to eulogize about the game, then you know. The extra sales that it might get from it's just worth the you know the good the good kudos of saying here here's a download code yeah there you go but well you know, I, yeah I didn't bring I didn't yeah I didn't bring business. up the fact that I was a podcaster and no that, and, and nor should you and nor no, should you really no and, you know that's not that's not why I do it um but it, it does seem I mean the the reply does a bit old seem to be old school but there you go well there's that's, only one thing I can think of. There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Now uh, we're we're about to take we're about to take our first break because my head yes, is about I, to explode. And don't uh, you say a word. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. Now, John John Nemo, who belongs to the the Tucson Mac Users Group, sent us in a uh, a little sound file, and I'm going to let them take us out. Hi, Mac listeners. Sam Levin here from App Minute, the ultimate, ultimate source for app news and information. Cool things about all your iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch, Android, anything that connects to those devices, we're all over it. And in less than two minutes, you can get your fix from AppMinute.com. Check it out today. It's a free podcast. You can listen live under your browser or via iTunes. Check it out today at AppMinute.com. to true enlightenment can take many forms but this probably isn't one of them the gmail on the mymac.com podcast and welcome back to the mymac.com podcast with uh, myself and guy i think we're going to be speaking about a certain ios tonight just briefly of course yeah um, yeah now which ios was this for, well, four point two, I think. In <laughs> fact, that's not strictly true, is it? It's four point two point one, and I think it's four point one came out for the Apple TV as well. Yeah, that's something I didn't quite understand. Now, back in the day, when a lot of software—I mean, it's still there's still a lot of software that's, that's released on on CDs and DVDs. Uh, but back in the day, Gold Master, as we as we were just talking about, yeah, Gold, Gold Master usually meant okay, this is it, this is what it's going to be. Apparently, in the digital age, Gold Master doesn't quite mean that anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, you know, when it comes to downloads, you can you can pretty much push it out when you want, how you want, if you want, can't you? So, but. You know, uh, well, call it tinfoil master or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not gold. Yeah. All right, there's gold, and then yeah. here comes the platinum master. I mean, this one is. Oh wait, hold on, we found another bug. Okay, what's above platinum? Uh, the titanium, <laughs> the aluminium master release. <laughs> Good God. Well, why don't they just call it a final release? Yeah, yeah. Except you know, sometimes final doesn't quite mean final. No, final. <laughs> Oh, there are yeah, degrees but, of yeah, finalness. Yeah, hang, hang on a minute, guy. Who, yeah. Who's the absolute expert? You know, when it comes to having a beta out there for as long as you can. Well, the pro- Google have had betas out there that are older than children. <laughs> I, I, I think is Gmail. I think Gmail is still under like a a, a beta or beta label. Oh, but, beta? Yeah. beta. Anyway. You say beta, I say beta. Yeah. Uh, but of anyway. course, we're talking about iOS 4.2.1. 4. 
which is now out. And um, I've only got one device that can use that, um, which is my iPad. Um, my daughter does have an iPhone 3G. Um, my iPod Touch is a first generation iPod right, Touch. Right, which you so, can't you can't put it on that. No, no. So that can't take it. Um, but I've obviously updated the iPod iPad. Now, you, wait, you uh, said your daughter has an iPhone 3 or or a 3G or a 3G, 3GS? iPhone 3G. iPhone 3G. Now, I've heard some grumblings from 3G owners concerning uh, version 4 of the iOS. Did well, this take care of some of those problems? Well, she's not really had too much in the way of problems, she, but she doesn't kind of push the phone the way, you know, other techie and geeks uh, <laughs> might, do. right. And, she, and, she's, and she's not actually, you know, come to me and said, oh, phone is not doing this it's doing that so you know i don't think she's seen too much in the way of uh, of issues certainly okay but you you did put it on your ipad yeah it it, monday night's quite a busy night for us so i i didn't have a chance i I was watching the twitter sphere you know right tweeting tweeting by madly you know it's updated. I've updated. I've now got 4.2 on my, you know, and some people saying, ah, iTunes has crashed again, trying to update it. And somebody else saying, I've had another issue trying to update it. And another one going by, it's updated. It's updated. So I saw all sorts of different, you know, messages going past. But I, I finally, later in the evening, about nine o'clock, I think it was, up past eight, nine o'clock, I thought to myself, right, it'll take an hour. If it takes two hours, okay, I'll live with it. Right. <sighs> Oh, drat these computers. They're so naughty and so complex. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know, you, you know my luck at this point in time. I'm going through yeah. a bad spell, I think. Well, so you did get your MacBook it, fixed. I did, you, I did get my MacBook fixed. You're dead right. But I downloaded the 500 megabyte software package. Wow. Uh, which, went, which came down in about five or ten minutes, actually. It was pretty quick. Well, that, that's not bad. Um, and then it started. It updated the iPad. It said it was going to restart, and it wouldn't restart. Ooh. It said it it there was a problem. I can't remember what the, what the exact message was. Um, but I, I basically went uh, onto um, my browser and stuck it into a search engine, and it pushed me to a Apple page. And this Apple page asked me to try lots of different things which i duly did and then my daughter came back because they'd been out to guides and she said dad i just need to plug the, the my iphone in it it was running out of juice on the usb port because it that usb port that we've got plugged in that many doesn't charge my iphone and i thought huh hang on a minute so her iphone hadn't actually updated right so i thought right she's going to want that tomorrow so i've now got to change tack i've got to stop the ipad which at this point in time was in a complete state of flux i.e it wasn't usable but i had to get her, the, her iphone up and uh, charged know, up right and, up and charged and basically updated as well so that took a long time but it worked basically um the iphone now was it already thing, running for one well what one of the th- yeah it was already running for for one or whatever the previous version was but i think what i did i changed the usb port because the usb port that i'd been using was through a um a a expansion a play a hub which sits ah, underneath Mac Mini. Okay. And I wonder whether there'd been a problem with that particular port. Anyway, so I changed Yeah, I've had, I've had problems with, with <clears throat> iDevices of almost any stripe you want to talk about. 
and going through a hub. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that may have been the problem. Anyway, I changed it, I got hers done, and then I set down to the MacBook. In fact, to the iPad. Although I actually took a slightly different tack with the iPad. Um, I put the iPad onto the MacBook and updated the software from there. And, and that just that, worked? And that was just, that was fine. But obviously I didn't have any of my settings on there. So once I'd done that and Sarah's phone had finished, I then put mine uh, the iPad onto uh, the back, port- yeah, back onto the back uh, onto Mac Mini, my, correct. And then it, you know, it saw that it got the updated software, so it wasn't going to go through that again. But then it had to just reset all of my settings of uh, the information that I'd got on there, which it duly did. Uh, and I think I got to bed about twelve o'clock, <laughs> probably like tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. <that's- laughs> so uh, have you have you had a chance to play around with it much yet? Not really, no. I, I mean, you know, I went to bed at 12 and had about, well, I, I lay in bed. And and I've tweeted this before, actually. I don't know whether I should say I play with my iPad in bed. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's something a little dirty sounding about that. <laughs> anyway, I've said so I'm sure before, it's completely innocent. It is, it is. But the, what I've said before is the home button is really noisy. The home button on your iPad? Yes, yes. Oh, no, you mean just you... the little click sound, you mean? Yes, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when you're laying in bed and there's no noise, ah. you, double, you start double-clicking to start messing about with the um, uh, multitasking. Yeah. And you think, flipping, how noisy is that home button? Did it wake up Ms. Gazmaz? No, no, it didn't wake but she kept stirring. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. You see, you see, there's only one show where you can press a button and stir Mrs. Malgazmas, so... Uh. Oh, 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 my. <laughs> anyway, so I, I do think that the home button really is noisy. <laughs> what, have but, you... Did, so you, you did try out the multitasking then? I tried the, the multitasking. Um, I, I've briefly tried, tried out the, the folders, and as you know, I've also been on Game Center, but more of that yeah. later. Yeah, oh, I know about Game Center. Yeah, <laughs> I... um. Uh, once I got it, it done last night, uh, one of the first things I did once it was up and running was, you know, I opened up like very, very quickly four or five different applications. Yeah. You know, not yep. to play them or anything, just, just to get them, you know, get the device aware that, that they were being used. Yeah. Switch, switched them all off, went back to the home screen, double tapped the home button. And just like with the iPhone, except you have, of course, a lot more real estate. All of, all of this, the the programs or applications that I'd been using just just appeared right there, single touch, and it would just go right to any of them. So yeah, it's that's that work. That's the multitasking does seem to work pretty well. Um, I'm, I'm I must admit I don't like the mute button. I think that button now, which they've changed from a yeah. anti scroll or whatever you want to call it, um, to a mute button, I think is now completely and utterly superfluous. It's a useless button. It will not get used on my iPad because I will not. It, it, the position of it, especially in the in the Apple case, is just not in the right. I'll just press the button that I normally press. Yeah, well, it's right above the volume it. switch. That's right, and it's but it's it's just awkward to you know to use. Whereas it was, it's still awkward to use as an anti you know 
um, scroll. Right, um, but you basically but, you do it once, but it's, but and it then was, you're done. But you do it, yes. You kind of just do it. You don't have to, you know, get to it quickly. You know, you just go there and you find it, and you and you use it. Whereas with a mute button, the whole point I think of a mute button is to be able to use it quickly and easily. And with an iPad case, with an Apple iPad case, it's not in an easy position. So I'll just continue using the you know the volume button to mute right. it. And so now I've got a double click, um, the home button to get multitasking up. I've then got to swipe to the left and then the orientation button is there for me. So I'm yeah, I, I think that's a mistake. I really do think it's a mistake. It's not hard work to get there, but I do think it's a mistake. But there you I go. wonder I wonder it, how long it'll be before somebody comes up with an app that's like a shortcut to that. They won't be able to do that, guy. I think I think You the, think Apple wouldn't let them do it? No, no, they won't let them do that. I, I mean there was another app um in on the iPhone, wasn't there that um, it had a uh, it had a way round to use the button for something else, and uh, you know Apple didn't. Oh, like it. oh, oh, yeah, yeah. that was uh, in order to use the button to like click like a camera when, were, when you were taking. Yeah, when you were taking pictures, yeah, you could use a button. For, yeah, they weren't know, happy about that. Picture. No, they weren't. So they. they but at the same happy. time, this isn't this isn't changing the the actual you know, what what used to be the. Um, the orientation lock to anything. I'm, I'm, I'm basically saying, okay, you have an application that you 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 hit it one time, and instead of having to go through all these other motions, it goes right to the software thing that lets you lock the orientation in. And then with yeah, multitasking, you just you know double click your home button, and you can either go to that or you can go to some other application. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I mean, from that perspective, the, you know, the multitasking that process works well. Um, I think the button on the side now is, you know, they could have saved yeah. some money taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe pointless. for the next one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. will be a topic um, for another day. Yeah, the folders quite useful, but I, I just think it all folders folders will do. And I think Tim's mentioned this, and I've mentioned this a long time ago actually when uh, they were talking about it on the iPhone. Is it, it'll just hide the apps away and you'll you'll end up putting apps into folders and eventually forgetting you've got them well for uh, me for me it was you know because i've got i've got a lot of games on mine and mm-hmm. i had i think nine pages of apps so mm-hmm. i would sit there and scroll 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 oh, oh there it is there okay scroll 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 oh there it is there you know f- trying to find apps and uh what folders allowed me to do was to go from you know nine, 10, 11 screens to three. So I've got my, my main on my, you know, the, so, the, so, so now you're, you're going in and out of folders to find it. Yeah. But it's a lot easier because they're grouped and okay. I, and you can name the groups, whatever it is you want. Them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So if I want to play a car like game, well, I've got a folder called, you know, car games or boat games I, or I, weird I, games. And there's me or, thinking you was going to say, I've got a folder called broom broom. I like broom broom. Room room works for me. So yeah, so the folders are good. Um, yeah, so I'm real happy with that. Unified mailbox. Now I think you like this, but I don't. Well, you know, it it, it works. Uh, let, let's go back a little bit. Under version three of the iOS, you had a way. There was now with the iPhone, you you kind of had to go back and forth between all of your different. Um, um, uh, email addresses. When they came out with the original version of iOS four, I thought the way they had the mail set up for that was was very good as far as a unified mailbox. 
Now, it's changed in a little way. If you have multiple emails that are dealing with a particular subject, when as you're going through your list of emails in the unified mailbox, when you hit the one that has multiples, it scoots over to that. And if you like, like I get, I get a lot of spam. So I'll get, I'll get spam, and it'll be in t- going to two or three different emails. Well, they'll, they'll group those because they have the same subject line into that one little box. Right. So as I go through those, unless I delete all of them, it doesn't go back out to the unified mailbox. I have to hit a button to make it go from this grouping back to the unified mailbox. And as far as I'm concerned, if you if I hit the up button, even if I'm in a group, it should go to the next one. But I don't know. Maybe that's me. Maybe this is something that'll be get sorted out. But I'm I'm very happy with the unified mailbox, especially with yeah. as many email addresses as I have. Yeah, you see for me I I I I've got a set of folders and inboxes and I use the the, mail, the mailboxes very specifically. So I will look in each of those mailboxes for particular type of, you know, emails. Sure. I'll, use, I'll use it so that I won't go into one box because I know the sort of emails that are going in there. Whereas with the unified, all inboxes, you know, I have to, I have to filter through everything. So, for well, me, that, But you don't have to use it like that, though. You can still go to each one of your individual mailboxes and go through the No, I know. Way. Yeah, I know. But for me, it's, all it's done is add an extra mailbox at the top, which I'm never going to use. Ah, okay. So, you know, it just seems a bit of pointless exercise there for me. So what I'd like them to do is say, okay, if you don't use it, turn it off. And, and Apple don't seem to like to do that, and I don't know why. They never seem to want to give you the option to be able to say, that's a great um, facility, but I don't use it. So well, can I please use it the way I've got used to using it, the way you've, you know, yeah. told me to use it before, and now you take that away and take me down a different route and don't give me what really surely is a simple software process. If it was hardware, I could understand. You want to take some of hardware, it's very difficult then, you know, if you change something in hardware, then to change it back again. Although, uh, let's talk about nanos. Um, or let's not talk about nanos. <laughs> But but in software, it's easy to you know just write yeah. some extra piece of code which says um, unified inboxes, yes or no. Well, no. let me let me ask you something real quick. Um, are there any other mail application programs uh, for the iOS other than you know like trying to do it all through Google Mail? Google Mail. Um, I haven't searched for any. Let me. Uh, so so well, I can't keep, say. Keep talking. It, keep no, talking about what you're saying, and, and I am going to look real quick. Well, you, yeah, because I think I know where you're going to go with this. But for me, it, it's it's just so simple just to put a, a software option in there. And they could even do that software option also for the switch on the side. And that's something else which I've heard other people talk about saying, you know, just give us the option. Um, I mean, when, if we go back a number of years, we talk about Safari, for example, when they, they brought out a um, test version of Safari with tabs at the very top. I loved it. I absolutely yeah. love those tabs at the top. And then they changed it back. But again, they didn't put an option in the preferences to say, you know, we gave you tabs at the top for a moment, just a moment. <laughs> and now we're taking them and away. And we're taking it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Evil male or evil laugh. Evil male. God. Um, I'm, now, I'm, looking, I'm looking on the iTunes uh, app site 
Um, well, you carry on. You you carry on looking because there, there there was one other thing that I yeah. Tried, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, very very briefly, and that's airplay. Um, I had a film. It was um, the second Lord of the Rings film, which I had running on my iPad, and I very excitedly, being the s- silly Apple fanboy and geek that I am, <laughs> you think you did a podcast or something? I've, I've got <laughs> I've got the Apple T- TV up and running, and uh, I said to the family, "Come on, watch this, watch this," and I said. There's my iPad, you know, and I showed it. I held it up with it, and they're going, "Yeah, not that film again," you know. <laughs> and then I press, I press the button because there's like a little square button with a triangle in it, and you press that, and it says, you know, it gives you the option of whether you want to play it on one device or another. And right. In my case, it's either the iPad or the Apple TV. So I chose the Apple TV. Hey presto! It paused off the Apple, uh, off the iPad, and the picture then suddenly appeared on the Apple TV and played pretty much from instantaneously where it was. You then get a slightly different screen on the iPad, so you've not got it playing on both at the same time. That would be distracting, yeah. And it worked flawlessly, absolutely flawlessly. And then you sat there and spread and out your arms and went ta da! Uh, uh, and they went, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dad. <laughs> But what was incredible was the video actually, you know, was pretty crisp on the TV, on the 27-inch screen. You know, so I've gone from a 10-inch screen to a 27-inch screen, and the video was looking pretty clear. And did it so, all wirelessly. Did it all wirelessly. Now, is that is that a function of, uh, no, I guess that's a function of Wi-Fi. That has yes. to be done through Wi-Fi. Because yes. yes. Bluetooth, I don't think, would have the... No, uh, no, 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 it's not Bluetooth, it's Wi-Fi. Definitely Wi-Fi. And I have, you know, talking about AirPlay, now it's somewhat limited in that uh, you can show movies and tel- and TV shows, whatever it is you have on your iDevice, uh, whether it's the iPad or yep. the iPhone. Or your iPhone, or the iPod Touch, the new right. versions. And, and certain websites, w- websites like YouTube and, and a, a few of the other video sites, you can kind of stream from you know those sites to a bigger TV, which is also very cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that I would love to see, and, and I'm not sure how they would implement it without a lot of lag, would be like you want to play, uh, well, flight control, but you want to play it on, on the big TV. I think that would come, you know. I, I, that was the one thing. When I first saw this, that's the first thing that went through my mind of playing games on the TV. That's the first thing that went through my mind because. And how cool that, would that be wirelessly? Well, I tell you what, that changes the iPad and the iPhone and the iPod Touch completely as a gaming device. Yeah, absolutely completely. Now, the the only kind of problem with it, especially with the touch st- style games, is any kind of you know how do you show where your finger is if you, if you can't see the game on your well, iPad. Well, the one thing that I was thinking about, this this would suit itself to, let's say, there's a game called Real Racing, which I play on the iPad. And you don't have to look at where your fingers are because you use, ah, you know, you, you use, right. you use, you use the, the accelerometer. That's right. You use the accelerometer to steer and you basically use your thumbs on either hand to either brake and, and uh, accelerate. Well, you don't have to look where your thumbs are for you to be able to brake and accelerate. And obviously, you'll be able to see in your peripheral vision, the angle of your iPad. And you're going to know that from your feel anyway. Right. And you just watch the, you know, the game going on. So I think if any games come out 
along those lines, they will be perfect candidates um, for you to be able to stream over your TV. The only, the one consideration, the one consideration you'd have is lag. Yes, yes, lag would be a huge issue. And that may be why they're not brought it out yet, yet. if they can bring it out at all. Well, I think it's, that I think they will. Uh, it it may require uh, something other than just Wi-Fi, or you know, maybe a, a, another protocol that will allow for a, more of an instantaneous type of, of connection and transferring of information. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's it's kind of hard to say. You can you can bet that there's a black room somewhere in Cupertino where somebody's messing around with this stuff, going, "Oh wow, that's really cool." But you know, <laughs> they yeah. just can't do it yet. No, no, I think you, I think you're right. I think lag is probably the biggest issue that they're going to come across there. Now, talking about issues, yes. what about um, printing? Ah, well, printing was kind of why we probably didn't get iOS 4.2 a week or so ago. Yeah, I think you're right. And also, I was quite excited and jumping up and down because I've got a, a HP. Did you take video jet. of that? Of you jumping up and down? <laughs> no, you wouldn't want to see that. Okay. <laughs> the reason I was quite excited was I've got an Office HP Office Jet 6500 wireless printer. And I thought that might be one of the printers that could use. Um, the HP the print, right? Yeah, but it's not. Mm. So then I got really disappointed. <laughs> well, I wonder. I you know, for some of the older inkjet printers, I I can't imagine uh, Canon or Epson or HP even bothering because, of course, oh, you no, know, this will be a sales point for them. Yeah, they they want to they want to push hardware. Yeah. So the only thing I could think of is I can imagine within a relatively short amount of time, someone's going to come up with some little box. Well, there, there is an can, app, isn't there? There's an app out there from, uh, is it Eastcam? Eastcam? I don't know. What's it called? Do you know? Yeah, it's, uh, let me let me just do a quick bit of digging. Um, uh, basically, they've got a an application, which I think is quite, I say quite expensive. It's expensive for an app, but it's $10. But it'll save you buying a uh, printer. And basically, this app um, will allow you to, uh, print to your printer if it's connected and shared on the network. Oh, really? I wonder how it does that. Um, well, it obviously uses the... Oh, let's see if I can find it now. Um, I've got to, got to dig it out. I'm going to, I'll have to go... I'll have to go onto the website, so we'll perhaps... Well, who makes it? Ecamm? Of, I'm sure it's Ecamm that make it. I'm on their website at the moment. Um, okay, well, we'll it, tell you what. While we find that... We'll, we'll take a break. And uh, yeah, we'll we're going to pause this, and, and, and we're not going to do a you know, standby to standby. This is just a quick break. Hold on, guys. Okay, so we've... Uh, we've taken, <laughs> taken a little bit of time. Uh, not too many minutes, actually. <laughs> um, it's, I'll still make bed before 12. Um, <laughs> it, the application is called Printopia, um, and it is by Ecamm. But it's not an application which goes on your device, your iOS device. It's right. uh, an application which uh, goes onto your Mac. And the application then allows you to use Bonjour. I'm assuming it's Bonjour. That's uh, some of the protocols that are used so that you can actually um, print directly to a printer which you've allowed to be shared on your network um, using the Bonjour protocol. 
or it also allows you to be able to save a screenshot and actually print out a PDF. You know, like on your Mac, you can yeah. save. Uh, when you go to print, you can save as PDF. Um, this allows you to do the same thing, but it also allows you to stick it into your Dropbox if you've got Dropbox. Um, but the, on that one, I'm, I think you've still got to be on your same Wi-Fi network. Although, In order to make it print. Yeah, that, 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 that bit. Well, no, 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 no. You're missing the thing, the point there, guy. If you want to print, you've got to be on the, the same first network. Time. If you want to print, you've got to be on the same network. Yes. If you want to print something to Dropbox, i.e. as a PDF, you just then have that file, which is oh, okay. in Dropbox until you want to print it at some point, I would right. say. Right. And then once you get home or whatever, you can either, you could probably yeah. access it yeah. if 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 you got yeah, like you're at you're because at, if you if you've got Dropbox you've got a Dropbox account then you've got Dropbox on your iOS device right which I do yeah okay but anyway it's a ten dollar option and they they've actually got a free trial as well so there's a there's a free demo um, let's see if so, it works for you yeah if you've recently relatively recently bought a um, a printer and you don't want to go out and spend and um, Spend a lot of money on getting another printer, another printer which can use the air air sharing. Although I've got a feeling it may not be too long before Apple themselves bring out, um, you know, something which allows you to do it on your own, as long as you're on your own network as well. So, you know, you, you pay your money and takes your choice. You spend <laughs> ten, you spend ton, ten dollars now, so you can do it almost instantly and print um, onto your onto your local printers from your iPad if you're that desperate or if you can wait you know see if Apple brings something out which I'm sure they will and I've, I've heard one or two people say that it's probably down to licensing that they've not been able to you know make this work straight away I don't know the reasons but yeah well there, there is a workaround if you need to one of, one of the things as I was writing up the uh, the show topics for tonight's show I, I started to think about this a bit and, you know, Apple is starting to move us away from hard media. Well, not just Apple. I mean, a lot of companies are doing this. Moving us away from hard media for uh, for movies and audio. Uh, how long will it be before they move us away from physical files as well? I mean, are we getting to the point where, you know, in the near future, it won't really matter if we have to print, if we can just move a, a document from one device to another very quickly and easily, and then somebody can edit it there and move it back, and you know, I, mean, I think it's I think it's going to be a long time before people don't want that photograph printing off. Well, I want my Star Trek iPad. That's what that's what I want. I mean, John Luke Picard just just kicked butt. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, and that's the ideal situation. Everybody yeah. walks around with their their device, whether it be an iPad, whether it be somebody else's device, and you say, "Take a look at this picture and send it across to them electronically." Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, but I think it's going to be a long time before somebody says, "Just print that off for me, so I can put it on the wall." Okay, well, I've I've got a question for our listeners, and uh, you can con- you know you'll hear all the different ways to contact us later. Though you can also call our Skype number at seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Get that in real quick. Uh, my my question is, uh, what else <laughs> might you want iOS to do in the future? Is there something more that you'd like to see with something like AirPlay or AirPrint or or some of the other new features of the iOS? You know, call us or write us an email and, and let us know what you think. Or, or send in an audio clip. Or send in an audio clip, which you can do right from uh, most iOS devices. <laughs> yes, most. 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 Now, we've got one more segment, and we're going to have to really 
hurry this up because we're, we're running late again. So everyone, right back. Yes, we will. Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I'm standing by to stand by. Am I, am I supposed to do something while I'm standing by? Then See, the noise you just heard just got mail on my iPhone. That's because I'm a huge tech fan. I'm a fan of technology, and as such, got a new podcast called, coincidentally enough, Tech Fan. My name is Tim Robertson. I'm the host of the show. We've got David Cohen, another ex-MyMac.com podcast host. So it's just a continuation of what you're hearing here on MyMac. We broaden the scope just a little bit, including not just Apple and the Macintosh and the iOS devices, but, you know, Google, Microsoft, Nokia. If it has to do with technology, we're talking about it. So I hope you give us a chance. It's TechFan. You can find a listing to it at MyMac.com. It's in iTunes, free of charge, not going to cost you a dime, unless you want to send us some money, in which case, uh, make it out to cash, and uh, just email me and I'll get you that info. Hey, it's TechFan, MyMac.com. Peace out. Yeah, that was stupid, wasn't it? Uh, I'm never doing that again. Nope, mail. Worthy of space in your iTunes directory. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. She's gone to the other side, giving us And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. This is our last segment for the night. Now, our, our good friend and prolific writer, John Nemo, <laughs> sent, in, sent in something asking about software piracy. And uh, this was from an article that he'd read. He said, Microsoft spent millions on combating software piracy and has advocacy groups and lawyers spread out all over the world to jump on sophisticated operations, churning out very real-looking CDs and DVDs of software created from Microsoft and Adobe products. These operations even create fake holograph authentication stickers and have fake links to authenticate the software after installations. Many times, the software will also include backdoors into the user's computer to grab whatever useful information there may be or to use it as an email spam box. Now, my take on this was that this isn't exactly new news. I mean, there have been software pirates practically ever since computers with floppy drives were invented and sold. Um, in a lot of ways, the beliefs held by the various groups with the most at stake, and you know, for the most part, we're talking about Microsoft and Adobe lawyers versus practically everyone else, uh, mirror those held by the RIAA and the MPAA. You know, exaggerated claims of losses and pressure on local authorities to go after the physical assets of those deemed to be pirates. Counterclaims of too high prices dismissed as hogwash, and the wheels on the bus go round and round. Um, 
I think one of Microsoft's problems, you know, as well as as the the, the most expensive software like Adobe's too, is that they want to get the maximum amount of profit naturally, without taking into account what global realities are in you know in in what people actually earn. They claim to have dropped their prices to as little as ten to fifteen dollars in poorer areas of the world, and that piracy didn't diminish. Well, duh, pirates are selling it for a dollar or less, and in many cases, that's still a significant portion of the wages that a lot of these people earn. So, you know, if you want to put this back on like with music piracy, when it was at its worst, these same kinds of pirates had factories churning out cassettes and CD copies for distribution around the world. And why don't they still do so, Gaz? Well, (laughs) they've moved on to making more money elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's... I did uh, piracy, piracy, piracy. It it it's it's one thing which is something that these software and other companies have got a real bee in their bonnet. Yeah, pirates now have much easier targets, and that's yours and my bank accounts. Th- this is hard work. This is hard work doing all these CDs and DVDs. Yeah, because it's a physical know, product that they have to distribute. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, the, they just want the money. The, you know, the, the pirates are out there, and I don't agree with piracy, and I don't agree with pirating, you know, anything. But what I do agree with is being able to copy something that I own for me to, one, keep as a backup, or two, to put on another give device me, to give me the ability to be able to you know use it on another another device and that was one thing that i found when i came over to the mac world that for in a lot of cases at just a small extra amount of money you could get a multi-user device a multi-user um license yeah like well like with iLife where he, I, I don't know what the prices are in uh, in the well, uk like a lot of, like a lot of the software, you know, they'll they'll give you multi-user, you know, accounts, you know, um, software licenses. Um, not just iLife, but the, you know, there are lots of other software out there. Um, One Password, um, numerous. All of the software, right. in, in a lot of cases, will give you up to five users for one household, which I think is reasonable because they could say, well, we're going to say four. Um, which I, you know, to me, almost seems more reasonable. But they do. In a lot of cases, they say five. Um, now, that was one thing which I found a major difference when I came over. I was quite surprised at that because I hadn't really seen that in software packages on the Windows world. And there's your attitude difference. You know, it, on on the Mac side, yes, piracy is still an issue, but, you know, let's make it easier for the people to be able to use the software. On and multiple machines, yeah. Correct. And because, you know, most people aren't thieves. They want to use your software, but they want the ease to be able to use your software on the Mac or the desktop and also the laptop that they've got. And, hey, you know, let them share it with the wife who's also got a Mac, Yeah, you know, perhaps a portable, but she's not going to be using it that much. Or, yeah, uh, and, and not having to spend, you know, the same amount of money for each individual license. You know, there you know, a lot of Mac users and, and this is this is happening in the Windows world as well. They have multiple computers in their home and they don't want to spend like let's take uh, Photoshop for example. Uh you know, five ninety nine for each user license. Okay, well if I want to put that on my laptop and my desktop, that's twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. And and you know, it's it's all electronic now, guy. It's all easy, uh, and that's that's the one thing which you know. As I said, when I came over, it, it there was no problem. If you wanted multiple uh, user licenses, you could get them, and it wasn't you know too expensive to, to upgrade to be able to get that. And that's a, I think a big difference. Um, but you know, they don't make CDs and <laughs> cassettes anymore. No, because it's all gone online. It's used, you know, you you indicated to me before it's it's all electronic yeah well i mean music stores and physical media for for content of that nature have, have gone the way of the dinosaur so music piracy has pretty much gone to the web and there's not nearly as much profit so now they're moving on to software yep yeah uh, and you know I, I i don't know where it there is i saw a an article which was the I can't remember the um, the actual agency, but it's a European agency that was doing a check on systems, uh, government systems around Europe, and what it said it that it was doing sophisticated attacks on agencies to see how good they were at blocking attacks. Now I know this is going slightly away from piracy, but, it, <laughs> but it's it, but it's in the same vein. And what they said was they were doing sophisticated attacks. Well, that's where they're going wrong, because software piracy and the pirates are not sophisticated. They go in and attack you, and they try and do things precisely how you weren't expecting them to okay and that's what's going to happen in the future you said we don't know what's going to happen well they've moved on they've moved on from music you know it still happens with music in fact actually we've probably all made ourselves pirates when it comes to music um you know you really got to look in the mirror occasionally um <laughs> and, I'm, and i'm not pointing the finger because the, there's a mirror in front of me and i'm pointing the finger straight there Okay, yeah. so we all do it. We to a certain, you know. Lesser, For, yeah, well, if it's not if it's not available, what are you going to do? Precisely, precisely. So you know, I I try and avoid doing it. I'm not going to say I've never done it because hey, when cassettes were about, I used to record it off the radio. Sure. Yeah, so, I, well, I did the same as a kid, though. Absolutely. <laughs> my, now, my that, go back, that, I go back to some reel-to-reels, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, that is a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the pirates are not going to be sophisticated. They're just going to do it for the dosh. They just want to do it so they can either hack your machine or so they can just get money out of you and run on and just leave you with right. a piece of software which is either rubbish or with a piece of software which isn't um, supported or with a piece of software which you think is good. And when you come to the actual company to try and get some support, they'll go, ah, you've bought some pirate software. We're You're going bad to have boy. That. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the likes of Adobe and Microsoft, they've got themselves into the position because, as you say, they're, they're producing really extremely expensive pieces of software. Yes. And I wonder whether Apple will continue down the vein that they have done with, you know, a cheaper operating system. Or cheaper alternatives to some of their software. Because part of the problem, yes. and, and, you know, I had this in the notes as well. Um, you know, Microsoft and Adobe are still making a lot of money, and of course they're struggling lately with with users pirating their software, which is bad for them. Or even worse for them is 
these users go out and find alternatives. Absolutely. Now, it's funny because my daughter, it, it, the, the, funny how things come together. My daughter came home tonight and she said, Dad, have we got um, uh, Photoshop? I said, no, we got Pixelmator. Uh-huh, that's good software, too. Yeah. But, you know, what she, I said, you know, what, what is it you want to do? Because I knew that what, what she'd probably want to do wouldn't be as sophisticated a requirement for Photoshop. So she could probably do do it quite easily in Pixelmator, which I've had. And it was, you know, certainly something which a lot of people are actually saying it's it's an extremely, <laughs> I'm going to use that word again, sophisticated option. Sure. Compared to, you know, to to spending hundreds of dollars or hundreds of pounds on, you know, software which you you probably won't use because of the amount of gloat in there. That's not to say that Photoshop isn't an absolutely fabulous piece of software. Oh, it is. It is. But, you know, you've got to remember who it's being aimed at. Right. It's more, It's. I mean, there's a reason why they came out with Photoshop Elements, and which has anywhere yeah. from, you know, about 75% of the usage or of the functionality of the regular version of Photoshop without a lot of the, the, the golly gee whiz features that only, you know, the, the professional shops are, are going to use. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I've got to say this because it's it just sprung to my mind. I actually was going to buy when I lost my, um, 24 inch iMac, I obviously went onto eBay to start looking for, um, all to possible alternatives. And there was a guy who was selling an iMac and he had, all sorts of software on there. And in actually in eBay, he was saying all of this software comes with the machine, except you don't get the discs, the discs. Or anything. Yeah. So make sure that you clone it or back it up. So you, you know, keep the software. And I actually went, I mean, it wasn't a cheap option. Um, but I turned away from that straight away. Cause I thought, no, no, I'm, I know exactly what you're doing and I'm not happy with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think um, it, it's going to come down to who has the right business model. You know, Apple that stays mostly on the hardware sides of things, or Microsoft, Adobe, which are you know for the most part strictly software makers. And you know, we'll see how it works out in the future. Well, you know, they've got to protect their own in, you know intellectual rights, which you know I fully I mean, appreciate. I, and that's absolutely, and the, you know, yeah, creating power, an operating you know, system or, or a new version yeah. of of the Creative Suite from Adobe it, is not cheap. No, um, but what people have got to remember is, if you do buy dodgy software, you're not only supporting somebody else's pocket, but you could be funding some other dodgy, you yeah, know, activities scheme or activity. Yeah. So, I know. I'm I'm not a supporter of piracy, but no, no, I'm all I, I know I know I know I know what you're saying. Some of these companies have brought it on themselves. Yeah, yeah, uh, they they really need to. I mean, prices need to be geared toward the market that you're aiming your software at. Yeah, yeah. So, but let let's move who, off of anyway, that. Yeah, who, who decided to bring this subject up? Ah, <laughs> uh, it was John Nemo. I'm gonna I'm gonna blame him. <laughs> So send send your hate mail to Nemo at mymac.com. Uh, actually, I don't know if that's his email or not. You can try it though. Um, let let's uh, we are oh my goodness we are running so late. Let, let's go into app recommendations. Well, I haven't got an app recommendation, but what I have got um, is a recommendation because obviously now I've got iOS four point two. 
I'm going to upset so many people by saying that. Um, I actually went into the game center. Now, I know this is a bit of an odd um, pick, pick, but the reason I'm picking the game center is not because of the fact that you can use the games that are in game center to have multiplayer games so you can play with someone online, which, you know, you've been able to do before. That's something new. But what I did like about it was the fact that the friends that, you know, I'm gaining, and if, you, if you've if you got um, Game Center and you want to send me, um, to friend me on Game Center, then certainly just send us an email and um, I'm sure that we can become friends. I can see what you're playing. So it's kind of a game recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, kind of like what process. they did with Ping as well. Well, I haven't really used Ping, I'll be honest, but the, I mean, that's my, that's why I'm going. I'm going with the recommendation of, of just giving Game Center a go, getting some friends on there and, and seeing what other people are playing. Because the, I must admit, there's been one or two games that I've thought, hmm, I didn't, you know, because there's, I mean, there's thousands upon thousands in, in, um, in the App Store. Sure. And this is a good way to find out what other people are playing and, uh, you know, See if you. Yeah, like you, you were you were like you were like my first game center friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you, I can. I think. Um, what is what is my game center name? Is it Mac Parrot? Yes. Okay. So yeah, if you, if you want to friend me on Game Center, I'm Mac Parrot. <laughs> and uh, uh, you're uh, Gazmaz. Yeah. Oh. So it's, it's, inc- it's incredible. Well, I actually got that. I can believe that. <laughs> Well, my, I think you can just, but you can just send an email to somebody. You don't have to, have, you know, send their their ID. If you, you know, if you've got someone's email, so they can send. I think they can send the friend request to you at guy at mymac dot com. Yeah, yeah, I'll find you somehow. <laughs> somehow well, all I'll you have find to do you. Is, all you have to do is accept the request, and I think it puts it into the game center. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to regret saying that now, aren't I? I'm going to get <laughs> inundated gonna, with with game I'm center get, requests. Yeah, yeah, I'll get two. <laughs> oh, I can't handle the pressure. The pressure. <laughs> uh, my my application pick is a uh, it's an iPad app called Office Squared HD. Now there's there's another Office type suite for the iPad, and I'm not talking about you know the iWork stuff. Uh, I'm not going to mention it because I don't like to say anything bad about apps that uh, that I don't want to use, but it, it, it was not a good experience. This, on the other hand, was a great experience, as long as you're looking for something to you know, view, create, or edit Word documents or Excel documents on your iPad. Uh, it has connectivity back to either uh, MobileMe or Dropbox, or, or basically uh, there's, there's a bunch of other services out there that it'll connect to. It's got a very similar type layout to what Pages does as far as uh you know the the word processor goes adds a couple of little features um you know it, it's kind of how do, how do you like to work but the one nice thing about this is it gives you kind of a unified box where you can choose between say a, a word document or an excel document to work whereas if you have pages and numbers you have to go into each one of those individual apps separately in order to do anything with them. I really, really like this, and it was relatively inexpensive at seven ninety nine. That's by Byte Squared Software. You can find that right in the App Store. I liked it. I highly cool. recommend it. Good pick. Yep. Good pick. Well, Gaz, 
we are we are running so very very late and we thought this was going to be a short one yeah we really did this is going to turn out to be actually one of our longest shows ever uh if people wanted to get a hold of you how would they do so they can contact me at gaz at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash gazmas and if you wanted to, to get a hold of me to say, why are you making these shows so damn long? You can send me email to guy at mymac.com or at twitter.com forward slash Mac parrot. <coughs> I knew it was coming. And of course, uh, if you, if you want to send uh, fearless leader, Tim, a message because you're afraid that we're going to find you on the interwebs, you can send yeah, that and to... We, and, and we will. Oh, we will. You can send that to feedback at mymac.com. And as I mentioned earlier, we do have a Skype number, which is... 703-436-9501. That's 703-436-9501. And uh, we love feedback. If you call that number or send us an email, chances are it's going to end up on the show. Yeah, so, yep. and you can, you know, you can send us uh, an audio clip. We don't have to ring that number. So, uh, yep. whichever and way just is best email it to us. Whatever works best for you, we want to hear from you. Also, don't forget, please send us or please put comments in oh, I'm so iTunes. Tired. iTunes. Yes, you can. We could leave <laughs> comments in iTunes on the mymac.com. Is, is, is it late over there? Because it's late over here. Oh, it's really late. Well, it's, I mean, it's really late for you. I think for me, it, it's 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 been a long day. It has yeah. been a long day. <laughs> so well, everyone, can I, can I? Yeah, can I say to everybody, happy sure. holidays, folks. I know it's um, coming up for a certain time of year. Yeah, Turkey Day is coming. Thanksgiving here in the United up, States. Up. Oh, gobble, gobble. I don't know if this show should be out. I'm hoping by Thursday because I'm going to finish editing it tonight. Okay. So hopefully you guys can get this before Thanksgiving. And uh, if you do, then, you know, thanks for downloading and we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. And if you hear this after Thanksgiving, you know, do your push-ups, do your sit-ups, work <laughs> off all that food you eat and you've eaten. <laughs> and I think we got we to gotta wrap this up, Gaz. Thanks for being on tonight, buddy. Oh, and you're not going to be on next week. No, I'm um, I'm actually going up to a concert next week in uh, in Birmingham. Oh, very uh, cool. Probably probably won't be back till late. So, yeah. Uh, Scott Wilsey, who's a uh, another writer here at mymac.com, is scheduled to be on. It'll be his first time on the show. Cool. You yep. treat him gently, won't you? Oh, I'll be kind. I will be kind. So, thanks everyone for downloading the show, and uh, I'll talk to you uh, next week, guys. I'll talk to you in two weeks. And yep. I guess I guess that's it. See ya. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. There once was an announcer named Herschel whose habits became quite controversial because whenever he was out wooing, whatever he was doing, at 10 he'd insert his commercial. <laughs>